and thank you again for listening to another podcast of the Gospel Rescue Mission. My name is Brian Boteller, and we are here again for part two of our interview with Kim Day. And um, we have got myself and Shauna Boteller, my wife, and the woman's coordinator of the Gospel Rescue Mission. And uh, just asking Kim again more questions about herself to tell a little bit about her story, how she got here, and where she's heading. Um, It's a great interview, and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Let's listen in and see where we go. One of the things I wanted to ask you, too, a lot of times we get an objection when someone comes in um, because we don't let them go search for work the first 30 days. When I do an intake on a lady, basically, I want them to come in and get their feet underneath them, you know, catch their breath. Let's plan out the next steps, right, so they don't get to go on work search. So tell me a little bit about what that was like for you because you had been such a hard worker your whole life. What was that first 30 days like, not being able to go look for work? What was going through your mind at that time that you thought you needed to do with that time? And I was just like, you know, I just want to get it all back, get it all back right now. Mm-hmm. But when I, after I talked to you, I was just like, because, you know, I mean, I was going to eight groups a week. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to get to those groups. You know, it's like, right. you know, how, how I'm going to be in those groups. So It was a tough schedule. It was, it yeah. was a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. And then they keep the house schedule. And then I wanted to be, um, I was upset mm-hmm. when I thought about it. But then I was also grateful because without the mission... I feel like, and I'm grateful for that because it gave me the opportunity to really get the most out of my treatment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, because they gave me a lot of homework. They and, did. And I took it serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, I wanted to do well, but also. I wanted to really get the most out of it mm-hmm. because a lot of people in the treatment, hey, I'm not going to do this again. Right. I only mm-hmm. want to do this once. Right. And it was mandated that I go to treatment, you know. It, it was a strong suggestion. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, I need to do this for myself. But I also did it because, you know, I wanted to be around people. Not that I could go in a group and talk about things, I did it for the counselor so I could have a counselor to talk to and, you know, and, and again, the structure. Right. Did it for the structure. But the mission gave me the opportunity, like, hey, we're going to give you the time to go do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you the time to... Um, Right. Gave me a roof over my head. Make you make the time to do that. Yeah, you know? make yeah. me make the time and do it and mm-hmm. and be understanding about it and make sure that that, Sean knew that that was my first priority. Right. Nothing else really mattered except for my sobriety. And I think you needed to also, the hard thing is, is because in our minds we think life has to be this way. And I think you needed to hear that you had to give yourself permission to give yourself the time. You know, our program's here, but you mentally had to give yourself that permission to go through your treatment, go through your healing that you did, and make your recovery a priority like you have. 
And yeah. I think that that time was really critical to your recovery. Yeah. And it helped set a foundation for you moving forward because you weren't without a job for very long. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. I'm a felon now. Mm -hmm. Hitting, doing what I did changed my whole life. It didn't just, you know, I went to jail and this and this. Now I have a felony record. Sure. Mm -hmm. I'm marked. I feel like that's, you know, that's that's really how I feel. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Anybody who says, hey, Kim, but then they find out I'm a felon, it changes things. Right. So, yeah. and I know that. So, um... So I was really scared to go look for a job. So when uh, mm -hmm. I became the RA and, you know, and being in an office and, you know, like being in charge and not being in charge, but right. helping those ladies um, come in and out and being, you know, and had, helping around the house and just being one of the leaders, helping, you know, lead, right. the, lead the groups. But... That gave me the confidence. If it wasn't for that, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have maybe ever got my confidence back to actually do what I, you know. Well, you it were really great helped, array, it really helped. It made me feel good. Yeah. yeah. So each each couple each week, it gave me a little bit more confidence mm -hmm. by going to the groups and and uh, succeed. It was just like a step success yeah. or mm -hmm. succeeding. Yep. You know, right. and talking to you guys and even mm -hmm. going to chapel. Yep. Mm -hmm. Chapel helps a lot too. I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, well, it helps. I, uh, I always hear we, another point of criticism that we get. Never, ever want to criticize chapel because oh, it's man. part of the structure, Brian. Yeah, I agree. You know, we get we get so much flack for being a Christian organization. Oh, and no. they're like, why, don't, why do you guys do this? And I'm like, because it's at the root of what we do. It's, it's, there's no other reason for us to do what we do. It's the gospel. We believe that the gospel actually changes people. We cha we believe it changes the way people think. We believe that it changes the way oh, people see themselves and the world around them. We believe that it, it it brings meaning and purpose both to our both to the good things that happen in life and our suffering. Yeah. We believe all of those things, and and so there's no way we'd ever do without it. And and yet somebody on the outside looks at it and goes. Well, you're just forcing people to listen to something that they may not agree with, uh, in 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 trade for giving them food and clothing, and and, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm I'm not obligated to give them food or clothing. Second of all, um, they're not obligated to come into our program. You know, all of this is consensual. You know, I mean, it's yeah. everything about it not is, being is held here. yeah, yeah. Right. and 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 we we tell everybody at the beginning. We're a Christian organization, you know. So if you want help from a Christian organization, this is what it looks like, and and this is this is what it, it looks like. And we're not just interested in getting you food and clothing, you know. You're walking away from here with what? I mean, this is kind of the, I mean, this is part of the ex the excitement about a story like what we're doing today and telling your story is because. We get to see, we get to hear the beginning point, we get to hear the middle point, and now we're getting closer to the end point. We're going, you know, what has happened in your life since then? So, and Shauna was asking about your job journey. I mean, tell, tell me about what's been happening with you. You know, you've had more than one job, um, you know, I mean, 
tell I mean, as far as employment, and this is the thing people don't get with with us. They 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 think for some reason we're trying to hold people back from getting jobs. I just want to hold them back for thirty days because they're not ready in the first thirty days. I want to get them ready, and I want to get them rested, and I want to get their minds clear, and I want to get them focused. I want to get nutrition in them. I want to get their hygiene prepared. I want to get them all ready to go, so that when they do go and, and look for work, they get it. And and you know what? Our people get jobs. I mean, they get they jobs. They get yeah, jobs. I mean, we really could be our own employment agency almost. And 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 the fact is, is that we're not even the ones doing it. We're just prepping the workers to be ready for work, for for work in a professional world here in Grants Pass, doing good things. Now you've gotten what two jobs? Yeah, I've yeah. actually had a lot more offers too. Yeah, but, I don't doubt it. You know, but my so. I was afraid because of the felony, but once I started doing it and I had my first interview, mm-hmm. yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah. I can do this. Yes, you can. Then I became, I want to say almost addicted to it. I was looking for jobs constantly, yeah. you know? That's what I would do. Was like, right. And I filled out so many applications, and I did get some <laughs> calls, and it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yes, the felony did keep me from getting... Um, a lot of those jobs. Sure. And I went on the interviews, and I even went to some... I went to Master Brand. I went to the interview. went to the orientation. Sure. But when they said, you know, the, the felony, they wouldn't hire you for seven years, I'm like, okay, I'm wasting my time. Yep. I didn't get up and say, hey, I'm wasting your time. I called them the next day because they didn't want to say, hey, I'm a felon in front of everybody. Right, so right. It, it, it just sucked. But, yeah. you know... He has other plans for us, so. Well, that's true. So I moved on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it really, so yeah, got, I'm not afraid to go the look first, for another the job. The first job you, you picked up was for one of the local hotels, right? Well, I started working at Little Pantry. That oh, was Little the Pantry, first job. Right, right, okay. Yeah, and I told them about my felony, uh-huh. and they're like, you know, and I was like, right. oh, okay. They, what they need to know is, yeah, but can you work? And do yeah. you And do you carry yourself well and you treat people professionally and 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 or, you know can we trust you and all that and and on all those things you you fired off you know yes and and of course any time they especially i mean there's there's when they know you came from the gospel rescue mission they already know the answer to a lot of yeah. those questions they go oh okay we know this person clearly can work clearly can walk you know uh, manage a schedule and everything like that and clearly is ready and we can see you and you're professional and you're you know you're you're clean you're gorgeous you know everything they're going to go okay we know exactly this person is right what we need for our team Mm -hmm. you know i understand why why organizations um put structures like you know golly a felony is kind of a big deal you know and and everything and we want to be careful who we're associating with and we'd like to see some time between that incident and where they are today because we don't know you know And, and so i don't blame somebody for for setting a standard but right now especially in you know i mean grants passes frankly it's it's been this way for as long as i've been here um grants passes is a they're incredibly gracious as a community they really, what they're really concerned is, is they're not concerned about the details of your past as much as they are, can you show up and actually work? Yeah. And will you, and will you stay clean while you're working? You know, I yeah, mean, you, will you, will you stay clean? So, so, you know, if you can give a good UA and, and you can work hard, 
you know, they're ready to sign your hand, shake a hand and go, you know, and, yeah. and if you, I if think we get especially along, now there's so many employers that cannot find workers. Right. We have, we have really excellent working people here mm-hmm. that are seeking employment, yeah. you know, and I would just say that the employers that turned you down, to me, it's their loss because you're one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, even though Little Pantry is a fantastic place, they're a fantastic employer for you. Um, you know, I wouldn't discount that you would you would be um, maybe on track to move up in their company. Who knows? Yeah. But is, you're a great worker. It is a thought, you know. I mean, they'll never work me over 36 hours unless they, unless somebody calls out and then I get to pick up that shift. So sure, I sure. never know. And I do. I will pick up any shift. They were going to come and get me. Um, they called me from White City the other day. And they're, like, <laughs> desperate. And I'm like, well, if you can find, this is my first day off in a while. I go, if you can find somebody else, but if you can't, Come get me. me, I'll come work for you. Yep. It's not a big deal, you know. I yep. mean, I'm, I'm always the one to be like, okay, I'm right there. I've worked for Dwayne. Dwayne's called me, and I'm like, sure. Dwayne's and what else a, Dwayne's a mission graduate and, and, uh, and a total champion, man. Yeah. I mean, that guy's been fantastic. Uh, you know, another, another guy. In fact, there's... There's been multiple people that have gone through, you know, Little Pantry, but it's not just Little Pantry. I mean, we've had employers from Wild River, uh, Home Depot, Walmart, uh, you know, Little Pantry, uh, um, you know, Burger King, McDonald's, many of the hotels, uh, virtually virtually all of the hotels at one point in time or another has taken one one or two of our people. and, uh, you know, I mean, you've seen uh, Cap Rock, uh, you know, lot, lots of folks. I mean, the fact is, is when you're looking for somebody, especially in service industries, and, and our, our community is kind of a service industry, you know, driven, you know, at least a good chunk of it, um, you know, is you, you need people that are geared for that. And, and what they find is, is that, you know, people that are staying at the mission are really geared for that. They, they're, they're ready for, they're hungry to work. They're hungry to get a leg up and, and start their journey. And, you know, I've talked to numerous people who are now managing in those companies yeah. um, that started here, you know, just, you know, just trying to get a, get a job somewhere. And uh, we've had, we've had numerous ones and, uh, and so I'm always grateful for, for those those kinds of uh, organizations. So your progress here was was really good. You did well. You went. You you transitioned. You're now into our transitional program at Faith House, um, and uh, the mission runs um, Faith House, and we have uh, Hope House, which is uh, just a men's transitional program as well. Uh, where we'll be looking to expand both of those. You know, as time goes on. Um, and uh, they're for folks that have graduated through our program and, you know, proven that they can do those things that are needed to do. I was just talking to uh, our men's coordinator today, and he's the, the entire group at Hope House are now looking for a place where they can move out of Hope House and in together. Um, oh, wow. And I'm like, that is perfect. Mm-hmm. That is that is such a perfect transition for them to, to move from that to the next step in their in their life will be, you know, they, they, they enjoy each other's company, they get along and together their incomes are combined enough they can go get they can get a rent a house and stuff. And that's really ideal. Um, you know, I think we've got this this mindset that everybody 
in our country has of, you know, every job needs to pay for a single one-bedroom apartment. And I'm like, there's not enough single one-bedroom apartments on the planet, you know. I mean, it, that's, that's a ridiculous expectation. Uh, when I moved away from home, I had to have, you know, friends that we roomed up together with. And, and, and you know, today I, I can't afford the house that I live in without my best friend and I, you know, combining our incomes and, and, and everything. And, and uh, that's just the way it works nowadays. And yeah. I think that it's unrealistic for everybody to expect, you know, a single a single person to independently Definitely. get their own place, but One. but you've got some great things going for you. You've got you've got um, you've got savings going on, debt paid down. You're 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 uh, you're really on the right track. Yes, to, I to do. I have well, a, huh? a little ways to go, but sure. yeah, every month or every day it gets easier. You That's know, good. because you know I'm still working. Um, this May 9th, I will be one year clean. That is awesome. Awesome. And, Good job. You know, yeah, I've graduated from treatment um, a few months back, and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. You know, next I'm working on getting my license back. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. That's going to take a little bit, but sure, I'm sure. doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we just celebrated. Somewhere. I'm still looking for another job. <laughs> we, we just celebrated your birthday together yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that was nice. and we were kind of joking around because I told you your birthday this year was a lot different than, than your last birthday year. last year was. Yeah, because yeah, last year I was in a hotel room mm-hmm. by myself, kicking myself for. Yeah. Doing what I did a few days before that, and I was just like, at that point, it was like that's when I, t- I was like, you need to turn it around. Mm-hmm. So Kim, there's a there's a gal somewhere in a hotel room right now, watching this video, who's kicking herself and not sure about the Grants Pass Gospel Rescue Mission. What would you say to her? Get up off the floor. Yeah. Get up off the floor that you're stuck to and open your heart because seriously, there's people out here that care about you and and you're better than that. Yeah. No matter what, you're better than that. So get up off the floor. So the people the people in the in the room next to her who are all spun out, every time she talks to them about the mission, they say, It's a cult and you can't go to work for thirty days. And you got to quit smoking. What are you? What are you going to tell them? What would you you say? know what? People that do that are stuck in their own little sadness. Yeah. And to me, that's the cult. Yeah. The drug <laughs> right. life is the cult. Hey, that's they a great spin. They will suck spin. you in. Yeah. And you know, if you can't hang out unless you're going to do dope with them. Right. Well, I mean, because I know I try to get clean around everybody before, and you're not in the cliche if you don't do drugs with them. Remember being you on the, never be you, in were, you were in the circle, but then the minute that you say that you, the minute you try and stop, now all of a sudden when you walk up, everybody hushes up. They stop yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, here she comes, you know, and stuff. And everybody gets real quiet. Yeah. You were you were in the in their circle in their little cult circle of trust. Yeah. yeah. But now that they know that you're not using anymore, they don't trust you anymore. Yeah, and, and they don't out. trust you. And yeah. they don't talk about, you know, they'll go in the other room because they don't want to do it in front of you. But you're still left sitting there and it's like, oh, yeah, come over. We'll hang out. But then what do they do? They get up and they go in the other room because they don't want to do it. And then you're left sitting there going, right. well, it is no fun. 
And then they get stupid because you're sober. Right. (laughs) Worst thing you can do is be around people on drugs when you're sober. And you're going, oh, my gosh, they're idiots. But, you know, what I would just tell them is, you know, anybody is going to try to drag you down. Yeah. They do. They try to. and, And that's the cold. That's, you know, that's. You don't, if you want to change your life around, you got to get away from those kind of people. Right. Because those kind of people will drag you down. Yeah. You know, I know I was one of those people, and I tried to crawl out of it, and I have crawled out of it. Yes, you have. But it, it hurts because you feel like you're alone. But you know what? You're not alone because there's so many of us other people out there yeah. that want you to be a part of us. Yeah. And get away from life like that because it's not worth living. That's exactly right. It's really not. And that's I feel like I say get off the floor because I do. I feel like I was stuck to the bottom of the floor. Sure. And I couldn't get up. It's kinda like being drowned. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't breathe, you right. know, and there's just no there's no surface. Yeah. yeah. So if you get up, you know, and then, you know, when I was sober I actually can my counselor asked me what I wanted most, and I said, I want peace, and I want to feel joy again. Yeah. Because I forgot how to feel joy because I was so hurt. And then, you know, it took a long time. Yeah. It really did. And now I, I can feel when I'm walking down the road, I was just like, oh, my gosh, it smells really good, the flowers. And I'm like, that's when I noticed. Yeah. I feel joy. I actually felt that in my heart, like, you know, and I got really excited. I was by myself, but I was like, okay, <laughs> nobody, nobody saw that. But, but I was just like, oh, my. That's awesome. It's like I'm opening up, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I got the job at the hotel and I quit because of my, my counselor, I actually seen her on the streets, and I told her everything that happened. And she's like, you set your boundaries. Mm-hmm. On your own. Yeah, well, I called Shauna constantly. <laughs> <laughs> goes, you get some you help, my but yeah. I, I was just me that. Yeah, it really like wow. Did I need? Did I? But yeah, I, I was reminding Shana. you. I um, called her the night before, mm-hmm. and I called her that day, and she's like, "So when I seen her later, she goes, did you need my permission to quit that job?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Maybe, uh, no, but I just didn't know which way to go." Yeah. But in my heart, and I talked to everybody at work that day. I talked to the customers coming in at pantry, and they're like, oh, you don't need that stuff. And, yeah. and I was just like, but the really one person I wanted to talk to was her. Yeah. And Jennifer. Yeah. And I just felt like I needed somebody close to me to talk to. And then I was just like, I woke up the next morning, and I did it. And I called Shauna just to make sure that mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> she yeah, yeah. And she said it. Sorry, she's my language. But That's okay. She, she, um, we, can, we, can, we can bleep that out she, or we can just let it stay. You know what I mean? We're big people here. We can do that. Well, sometimes, though, especially with that situation, we're not always going to just tell you to find any job. There are jobs out there that aren't good for your recovery. They're not good good for your lifestyle that you want moving forward and you were stuck in that decision like okay this this might jeopardize my recovery at some point and I was proud of you because not only did you set that boundary you stuck to it 
but also you chose your recovery over an income source. Yeah. And that, to me, will always be a win over a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Always. Yeah. You know, that's a, it's a thing that people don't understand, you know, is, is they, they think, oh, I'm doing this person a real solid, this, this homeless person a real solid by putting them up for a couple nights in a hotel. And what they don't realize is happening in our hotels is, is some of the worst human interactions that are going on anywhere. And the hotels, it's not the hotel's fault. The hotel has no, has no ability to control it. There's human trafficking that's going on in these hotels. And it There's is. incredible amounts of drug, of, of drug uh, abuse and distribution going on in these things. And so you take a person who's in there, who's, who's barely hanging on, and you throw them into a, a, a circus of the bazaar that's just all the things that they really needed to get away from. And what you could be doing by putting this young lady up in a hotel is you could be putting her right back into the connection that she's been trying to escape from her pimp. What mm-hmm. you could be what you could be doing is is putting them or right back dealer. into their drug mm-hmm. dealer and stuff like that. And and so in the name of helping what they end up doing is doing tremendous damage. And mm-hmm. and that's and that's true whether it's there or in the little homeless camps that we're trying to set up everywhere, and I'm going, you're just inviting, you're inviting the very problem that you that you recognize as a problem, but you just don't, you you just you you just expect, I guess, too much out of the the goodness of the average broken person, and it's and it's not that they don't have potential goodness in them. It's just that they don't. They have. No, they're not in contact with that right now. They're just in. A, they're just in a uh, a reactionary lifestyle that just you know, and and they just are. All they know is victimhood, you know, and 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 so they're jumping from one spot to another. Um, either being a victim or being the victimizer, one or the other, um, in these bad, bad situations. And I don't think that the hotels are really, I mean, it takes somebody really strong in their recovery or, or to not be you know, struggling with those things to manage those kinds of businesses, you know, um, and without, without potentially picking up the bait that is constantly left around to fall into that. So... Well, I think, too, like, for me, there was mothers there. And it was my job to make sure they paid every day, mm-hmm. obviously. 11 o'clock, check out time and you pay. So I had to constantly call this one lady, and her kid was up. She was up. She was not awake. But her child was maybe four or five. I don't know. Sweet little girl. Oh. So it made me think, okay, well, how is she? taking care of that kid is that kid eating is that kid doing this so i kept thinking about that and my thought was to call you know dhs or something like that when i was little when my dad left my mom we were in a hotel room and i just remember being on top of a big tile of clothes and there's five of us kids and uh we got taken to foster homes so it was um Catch twenty two or whatever you want yeah, to call sure, it. Yeah, like, sure, sure. Oh my yeah, god! Right. Like, right. and I just remember being in the foster homes and what that was like, and I was just want that little girl to have to go through that, and, and and but then again, maybe 
is the right thing to do for her, you know. I just didn't know. Like, well, it's a very it, hard decision to make. It's a gamble it's a, because you never know what kind of foster home they're going to be end up in. Exactly. You know, because like there's great, there's great foster some, parents, and then I've heard of kids. I've talked to numerous, countless yeah, there's always people some pervert who them. came from, who, yeah. who were just became part of a different victimization system. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, somebody yeah, just, yeah, you, we know the stories. So, um, okay, well, you know, basically, uh, I think we're going to probably wrap it up. Um, you know, this has been, uh, this has been great. I, you know, if if there's a way that maybe there's maybe there's people watching that go you know I'd really like to continue to pray for Kim and and just you know and encourage her. Um, is there anything that you'd like prayer for from you know the people that are watching this? I just want to find my way. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be happy and I want to help those. I just want to be a part of something bigger than me. Yeah. That is my goal. Well, you are that. You are at. You are a part of something bigger. I always wanted that. Than I, yeah. I I just want to be a part of something bigger than me, and I yeah. want to inspire. But you know, I I'm hoping. You know, I'd like to go to be a peer support soon. Great. Maybe. Okay. That would be that's not going to happen soon. But it's you know, I'd like to help other people. You know, because I know how hard it is. And yeah. I know what it's like to be alone, feel alone, and I just thank God for you guys, for the mission, for, you know, for this community, for options, for everybody, but it's just this community, I, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, Grand Pass is so great. And, um, you know, I just, I really pray that um, nothing changes that, and you guys can keep doing that, because... You know, it's important for women to have a place to go to, and men. Yeah. And to feel you know, safe. I, yeah. I see men mm -hmm. that I used to see here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see them coming to the store, and yeah. it, it hurts my heart. Yeah. But that's their decision, but it still doesn't change that it hurts me. Yeah. Sorry, I kept Well, maybe, maybe, time, but, maybe it's not time yet for them yet, though. Yeah. You well, know? that's the one and, thing that they, a lot of them circle back around. You yeah. know, I mean, they, they, they go, they fail out of here, they, but they learn something about us. And, and so, you know, when they're done, really done, when they're done play quitting and they really decide that this is the last, last time, they they come back in. They know something about the mission. They know, they remember, and they see you. You know, they they'll see you in there, and they're gonna go. You know what? Kim did really well. Yeah. You know, and and you know she she did really well there, and and you know maybe maybe I should rethink that. You and know, choose and, and, it again. Yeah, and Sean and I see him. You know, people across town as well. You know, people people that that came in and and didn't finish well. We see lots of people who come in and did finish well. Well, and even the ones happen. that do leave, though, I always leave the door open. Hey, you want to come in and talk? Let's come have coffee and, yeah. you know, let's catch up. Let's see what we can do to mm -hmm. help you. Even even if they're not a resident, I still want them to be okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that having still that open line of communication is really important yeah so. yeah and and you know if everybody thinks like it's so hard at the mission it's harder out there on the streets for sure it's, for sure you know the barriers are actually harder out there on the streets than they are getting into the mission they think huh? the freedom they can do what they want they right. can you know go do this and that but think 
how hard it is to think, where are you going to go to the bathroom? Right. Where are you going to brush your hair? Especially with the city shutting down. Are you going to brush your hair? Are you going to, you know, how are you going to get clean clothes? It's fine for a day or two. Yeah. But what about next week? Right. You know? And, you know, to me, that scares me to death. Mm. That right there, Mm. I do not want to be that person. Well, you don't ever have to be that person, and that's great. You made the right choices. Yeah. You know, and, and, and really, recovery is about making the right choices. I mean, doing the right things, you know, it's about making the right choices. Sometimes making the right choices starts with somebody making those choices for us. Sometimes it starts with somebody, you know, kind of forcing us to make the right choice or whatever. But in the end... You know, we only hold on to the choices that are ours. We only keep doing the ones that are that are our choices, and 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 so in the end, that's the stuff that really that really uh, carries us through and keeps us going in the right direction. You know, um, so so you know, for folks that are maybe watching this and and they're going. Wow, you know, this was a great story. We're probably going to break this into a couple of parts uh, and everything, but I want people to know that this is where your money goes to when you donate to the Gospel Rescue Mission. When you contribute, I mean, the only way we can do what we do is because this community and people across the country um, believe in this work. They they and they support it. And it doesn't have to be a lot because you know, with a lot of people giving a little. It, it really goes a long ways. We can stretch it a lot. You know, we've, we've got great buying power. We can do a lot of things with, with a little bit, you know, here. I mean, I can feed somebody for, I can feed somebody for a few weeks on 10 bucks, you know, and stuff and clothe them, you know, and, and for free. And, and, and I can do all kinds of different things along the way. Um, but I can only do that because people give generously to us. And so if somebody wants to donate to us, um, grantspassmission.org forward slash donate. Uh, go to our website. It's the easiest place to go and, and uh, support us. Um, and for those of you who do donate and watch us, you know, and, and, and really if you've been blessed by this ministry, this ministry and this video, you know, uh, this story. And Kim, thank you for sharing that i mean that's so profound um i just want you know them to know that you know hey you are the reason that we've got this success going on you know we we're they have paid into your life they have paid into our lives to be able to do these kinds of things and uh, we are so humbled and so grateful for for that so if you're somebody who donates thank you um from the bottom of our heart thank you for for all that you do and um you had mentioned the T-shirt, and we, we've mentioned it off and on, and I, I didn't bring any T-shirts with me, um, but you can get a Gospel Rescue Mission T-shirt in Grants Pass at the Second Chance Thrift Store. Uh, if you don't know where it is, it's uh, secondchancegp.com, I think, is the, uh, you can find it, you can get to it from our website, they're on Facebook, but they're right on the corner of 6 and J Street in downtown Grants Pass. Um, and we've got a coffee mugs and we've got, and this is not one of my coffee mugs from there. This is Tailhold Coffee and Rogue River. Um, but, uh, but, um, they, we've got coffee mugs there. We've got t-shirts there. Um, and all of their, all the proceeds go to support the work that we do here and at the Gospel Second Chance and Booth Street are accepting donations of household items, clothing, furniture, Always. all that stuff. That yeah. helps the ministry as well. Yep, yep. So there's all kinds of ways that we are trying to we try to be 
we try to be very, uh, you know, um, clever with our time and our energy to, to do things that, that really make it easy to support um, such a great organization and all the work that God's doing here at the Gospel Rescue Mission. Thank you again for taking the time to, both of you, for taking the time Thank to do you. this interview. Really appreciate it.